Paul W. Smith Show at 6. The pre-W. Smith Show now. 760 WJR. Here is Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back to the pre-W. Smith Show. You know, uh, last week was a really tough week here for the state of Michigan as a result of the incident at Michigan State University early last week. And, you know, it appears anyway that now there is movement and action in the state government to address the issue and hopefully get something done. One of the big changes being the fact now, post the elections in 2022, there is not only a Democratic governor who's energized and focused on this, but also it seems now there's a better chance that something will actually get done. And that is because, of course, her party now controls the legislature as well. So there's an opportunity for cooperation and for progress. Well, bringing the story to us, David Egger, senior reporter at Cranes Detroit, joining us now. David, you've covered this story, published an article in Cranes, and uh, David, help break it all down for us. Yes, for sure. In the past, Democrats have introduced legislation to make changes to gun laws, but they largely just haven't gone very far in the legislature when Republicans were in charge. You know, they just ran into kind of your traditional disputes over gun restrictions or changes to gun laws can make a difference or not. But yeah, there, there's an opportunity now with the Democrats winning majorities in the House and Senate to get something done. Democrats, even before the mass shooting at Michigan State University, had already uh, you know, pledged to make it a priority. And I think obviously the shooting has, has probably pushed the timetable forward. Yeah. I mean, you had Governor Whitmer certainly highlighting it in her State of the State address in January. We knew this was going to be a focus of hers. And again, you hate to have any positive change come on at a cost of young lives. But nonetheless, as you point out, the incident at Michigan State has just really turned the heat up on all of this. And it's going to make it more difficult for those who try to put politics ahead of policy here it's just going to be much more difficult for them to be able to get away with that, if you will. And an issue so critical, fundamental, and important to our society today, uh, to the well-being of our society. So what are they working on right now? And what's likely to come out of any action now that's being taken to address this? Well, I think, uh, you know, to start, the lawmakers are focusing on three areas. One is background checks. And, uh, you know, they're already background checks for a lot of gun sales, but there's been criticism that there's still some loopholes or some, some areas in gun sales, particularly private sales and sales at certain gun shows and uh, that entirely covered by federal or state law. So that, I think that's one area that Democrats are focused on. A second area is they're known as red flag laws. It's an ability for uh, to essentially go to a judge and seek a protection order if someone feels that that someone is a, a risk to themselves or others. And if they can get that order, law enforcement could seize their guns. Yeah. And then safe storage being the third, right? Yeah. Safe storage, which was uh, particularly an issue with the Oxford High School shooting this would essentially require gun owners to keep their firearms locked in a container. You know, there's there'd be some exceptions, you know, for things like youth hunting and other areas. You know, so basically uh, someone wouldn't necessarily be prosecuted in every case. But the idea there is to put the onus more on adults to keep firearms away from children. Yeah. You listen to all that, those three major initiatives or tenets for an initiative, and you say to yourself, 
boy, that just makes a lot of sense. You know, it just really does. And one could even say, does it go far enough? But certainly those things in and of themselves, those points that they'd be addressing or they're proposing to be addressed with new legislation just seem like they're obvious, you know, and yet you have not only politicians, but even leaders of various organizations. I know you point out in your article, there's this Great Lakes gun rights and they're accusing Democrats of politicizing the tragedy in East Lansing. I mean, first of all, Come on, by introducing new legislation to protect people's lives and make sure this or do their best to ensure this doesn't happen again, that's politicizing the tragedy? Okay, that's a story for another day. But what is highly relevant here is that the executive director of this organization, Brendan Boudreaux, said in a statement, more gun control in Michigan will leave law-abiding citizens helpless when they need to defend themselves and others. And it just begs again what seems to be such an obvious question— How do any of these three things impede in any way the right of those who are, quote-unquote, law-abiding citizens from having their rights to defend themselves? Yeah, I mean, I think of the three issues, you know, the one that when you talk to gun right activists, that's probably, I don't know if I want to say most concerning, but what they'll raise is, particularly with locking guns away, is sort of a self-defense argument. Like, if your home was broken into and you needed to access your gun— immediately. I think there's some concern there about... um, Access, immediate access, when you need it most, right. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of smart engineering minds out there. I'm sure there are many solutions that could be worked out to address that issue. Yeah. I mean, actually, part of the legislation gets at, you know, it would provide sales tax exemptions and things on some of the newer devices that you can get, biometric devices. Exactly can provide a little more easy access if you need a weapon immediately. I mean, I think on the red flag legislation, there's there's been some who have argued sort of the line. Yeah, how do you draw the line? Yeah. Yeah, someone goes and says, I'm exhibiting unusual behavior, we're concerned, you shouldn't have a gun. And all of a sudden, even though I'm a law-abiding citizen, I'm called into question. Yeah, I mean, you know, and the, the bill has essentially the person whose weapons could be seized I mean, they do have some some rights to make their case in court. Uh, of course, but it becomes a process at the very least. Yes, yes, and I think it would have to be revisited after a certain amount of time. I mean, those are some of the arguments against it. I, I would note that these three issues, on, on, in terms of public opinion polling, have fairly broad support. I think the background checks is up about 90% of the public red flag laws are in the 70, maybe around 74, 75% of the public. And then uh, safe storage laws are nearly two thirds, you know, in the 60% range of public support. So, you know, I think Democrats are are starting with issues where there's more broad support than maybe um, some other things. Yeah. And I know the Democrats who are driving this right now are saying we want to take our time and quote unquote, do this right. We want to research and, and make sure it's well positioned and structured properly and all the rest. And we Certainly want that as well. We also want them to move right along because we're exposed until we do have further action that's uh, approved. So what do you think the timetable is? What's next? What can we expect? Well, I, I expect that the lawmakers will move quickly. You know, I don't I don't know if that's a matter of weeks or not, but I, I could, you know, the Senate particularly where there's some lawmakers with more experience that have been, you know, pushing bills like for years. I expect they'll probably take the lead initially and probably move something out of the chamber within weeks, potentially. And then, you know, the House is is a lot of newer members. Um, You know, they 
traditionally may take a little more time it's just in terms of getting educated on the issue. But I would expect within a, a month or two that these bills will probably get to the governor's desk. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Listen, we thank you for providing the coverage and for coming on with us and enlightening us further on what's going on, what's likely to happen. We hope something sure gets done this time around. Dave Eggert, senior reporter for Cranes Detroit, we really appreciate you being on with us, Dave. And fingers crossed that they get this done and get it right. Thanks for having me on. Okay, headed to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 